0: You're listening to hashtag nofilter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh all week long. Those balls have gotten you into trouble, though. Oh, you, yeah. they picked us because we're horny. Yeah, right. And right. that's your chronic state. That's what you <laughs> My life has changed so much that it's almost like a completely different life. From the latest news on the real housewives. I'm so happy to be here and engage with you. Deep dives into celebrity legal scandals and unfiltered combos with your favorite stars. I've got you covered. And yes, I always keep receipts. Welcome on in, guys. Welcome on in, welcome on in, welcome on in. I haven't said that in a minute. Um, as you guys know, last week, I was none of the content was live or, to, or updated in real time because I was on vacation in Cancun with my family literally like the first vacation that I've ever taken, maybe ever in my life. I I feel like I always have some sort of work trip that I um, have like I fit into, or maybe I'll extend it an extra day to make it a vacation. But I always take work trips. I don't take vacations. And this is the first time us as a full whole family all took a trip together. Normally we take like, you know, little trips, but one of us is usually not able to make it because the kids are all, you know, we're all grown now. Everybody's working, everybody has lives, whatever. So it was actually, you know, for the most part, a very fun and eventful trip. It was my sister's 18th birthday, so we went to Cancun to celebrate. So thank you guys for, you know, giving me a week off and and allowing me to kind of just be away and, you know, have a little chill time. There wasn't, there was really bad Wi-Fi and the service wasn't amazing in Cancun. So I was like barely on my, I was trying to like post updates and I think I did like one Instagram reel about Carol Baskin. And her husband and I—I I, I tried, but I wasn't able to do any live streams. I said I, if I could, I, I would try to. But our days were so booked, they were so long. The service was really tough. The Wi-Fi was bad. So, I guess that was the universe saying, "Hey, you need a little break, and you need a—you need to decompress, right?" So, this isn't going to be a regular episode of No Filter because I couldn't come on the show. This week and be like, so this is the update on Lisa Rinna and here's what's going on with the Chrisley's and Todd and Julie are at this prison and Carol Baskin's husband is is alive or not alive or I don't really know. I couldn't in good faith do that considering the experience that we had on our flight home from Cancun, um, which was an awful experience. And we were flying back from Cancun, five and a half hour flight. We flew American Airlines back to LAX we flew into Tom Bradley actually, which is the international division of the LAX airport. And unfortunately there was an incident where my stepmother and my sister were assaulted by a grown man on the plane and American airlines refused to help us. And it, I first want to say everybody is home safe. We are, you know, everybody is is physically, you know, fine, we're safe. we got to sleep in our own beds. Um, It was a very long, wild process, but, you know, it's, I guess we'll we'll just take it from the top. So we, we board the flight, fine flight, long flight. I mean, at that point I was like, I was exhausted. I think we were all tired. We had a long, long six days, lots of excursions, lots of, you know, fun. And, you know, we just, we lived it up, right? We were doing zip lining and, and, um, going swimming in the caves and looking at the, and going to see the pyramids and we had jam-packed days, and there were a lot of lot of autobuses that we were riding. And so by the end of the—by getting on this flight, I was like, okay, I'm tired. I just want to go home. I just remember thinking I just want to go home, put on some Netflix. I want to have a glass of wine, and I want to have, like, some Thai soup, some nice warm Thai soup. And I remember even my mom's like, I'm watching a movie tonight because when we get home, I just want to relax. And I don't care how late we get home. I just want to watch a movie tonight and relax. So— We were seated all together for the most part Um, in one row. It was myself at the window. My brother, Ethan, he's the one that has autism and he sat in the middle. And then at the end in the aisle seat was my stepmother, Vanessa. Then behind us, my mom was in the middle seat and then my sister, Andy, was in the window seat. And so so for the people that don't know our family dynamics, so we have two moms. We have Vanessa, and then we have my mom, my actual mother, Nancy. Vanessa is my mother's partner, so she is my stepmother. I do still refer to her as a We have two moms. You know, we're all one big blended family, but we have two moms. And my siblings, even though, you know, two of them are technically step-siblings, they're still my siblings, and I see them as my brother and my sister regardless. Um, and so... Flight finally ended, finally landed. We landed a little early, and we were kind of like, finally, we made it home, right? So we're exiting the plane. My stepmother gets out of the aisle, and she's reaching for the backpack in the overhead bin. And the man behind her is getting, like, really close and kind of shovey with her. And she's she's just like, okay, calm down. Like, wait your turn. Like, I'm grabbing my bag. Like, just, like, be patient. You know, it's one aisle at a time. I'm grabbing my bag, like give me a minute, okay? My family's right here, we're getting off right now. Like we all get off at the same time. I probably added a few extra words in there. She was more of like, just like, dude, like, be, pa- be patient, right? So her in response to that, his initial reaction because he wanted to get off the plane. And I get it. People, it was, a, it was a five and a half hour flight. We're all tired. We're all exhausted. We all want to get off the plane. And it's annoying when like the plane lands and the, the, the light goes off that says, okay, you can take off your seatbelts now and you can now exit the plane. Um, and people immediately are standing and they want to get their bags and then everyone's like pushing their way through. And like, that is an annoying process. Like we're all tired and we all want to get off the plane. Right. So she tells him, be patient. You know, it's one row at a time. Like, let me grab my bag and we'll be right out. His initial reaction. This is. I would say he was maybe about six foot one, built dude. He had a tank top on, so you could see he was. He had very good definition. Very, you know, clearly somebody that works out and is a strong guy. His reaction to her is to push her and shove her to the ground. Like, go. Like a woman is not going to speak to me like this. Like you're not going. to, Like go. Like he just pushed her, shoved her to the ground. It was so jarring that everybody was like, what the hell is happening? She stands up and she's like, are you kidding me? Like, you're going to push me because I'm not moving fast if you literally just knocked me down. And so he then proceeds to push her again. Not as hard the second time, but literally shoved her again. It's like, shut up, woman. Like, he like literally had zero respect for her. And it was disgusting. And at that point, the second he put his hands on her again, I lost, I lost it. And I started yelling and I I, I couldn't get to him. I couldn't physically get into the aisle because my brother, again, the one that has autism, he was in he was in the middle seat. I was stuck in the in the window seat. So I'm bent over like this because you can't really stand in the window seat. And so we're trying to exit the aisle. He's right there because he sat in the row directly behind us, him and the woman that he was with. I don't know if she was a wife or a sister or girlfriend, but there was a woman that was with him. She was standing right behind him. And so he, it, to me, it was just so jarring that he thought it was appropriate to just put his hands on a woman and to to shove her like this to the point where she literally fell back. I was like, and, and that's when I lost it. And I used some very colorful language in that moment. And I was like, don't you ever put your fucking hands on her. Don't ever touch a woman. Don't you put your fucking hand don't ever fucking touch her and I lost my shit and I raised my voice and I wanted to raise my voice in that moment because I knew I couldn't physically get to him not saying that I would have done anything to him I probably I don't know and maybe it was a good thing that my brother was in between us but I definitely raised my voice at him and I wanted everybody on the plane to know this man just hit a woman and he better not put his hands on her again. He better not put a finger on a woman again, let alone my mother, my stepmother. I was like, you are not like, that is not okay. And you are not going to get away with this. And immediately once I start yelling, I'm like waiting for the staff to interject. I'm waiting for the passengers behind to, you know, I mean, they were all just kind of like shocked. I think they were more, especially people further in, in, in the plane were a little more caught off by me yelling and like throwing F-bombs out at this dude. But I wanted to make it very clear. He just put, his hands on a woman. Don't let him get off this plane. And the second I raised my voice, he immediately started to beeline it straight for the exit. And he and his girl were just, they walked right past Vanessa, my stepmother, and and were immediately going for the exit. And we're like, stop them. We're yelling at the staff, stop him. Don't let him off the plane. My mother, who was in the my mother and my sister who were in the, the aisle behind us with them, they immediately were then able to follow him because those were the two people that were, you know, blocking them from getting out. So they immediately followed them. My mother is tiny. My mother is so tiny and so short. And my sister was 18. She just turned 18 that week. That's why we were in Cancun. They immediately followed the guy and they're telling the front desk. They're not the front desk, but the staff, because at that point the staff was now, you know, when you exit the plane, they're like standing there by. Thank you for riding with us. Thank you for riding with us. So they were all just clustered right there. They had a clear visual down the aisle to see what was going on because there was nobody else in the aisle after Vanessa at that point because they had all exited the plane. None of them came forward. None of them came to address it. There was a clear shot of what was going on in front of them. This man not, not only knocked her to the ground, but then decided to push her again. The second time was not as hard because it didn't knock her down, but he clearly didn't under didn't know his own strength when he shoved her the first time. My mother goes out to follow him. My sister goes out to follow him. At that point, Vanessa and I, we grab the bags. I have Ethan with me, and we're trying to follow them, and we immediately go straight to the front Staff and we're telling them get security. You need to stop this man. He cannot leave. He just assaulted a woman. My mother had already told them and and continued to follow this man and try to like block his path from leaving. As did my sister. They didn't want them to leave because they were clearly trying to just get out of the airport. The staff looked at Vanessa and I and they're like, "There's nothing I can do. There's nothing we can do." And I I I remember the woman's face. She had clear glasses. She had blonde curly hair. I remember her putting her hands up like this and said, "There's nothing I can do." I'm sorry. I don't think she said I'm sorry. She was just like, there's nothing I can do. And I I just remember we're looking at them like, what? And then all of a sudden I hear screaming and I hear that's my daughter. And then that's when Vanessa and I are like, oh, shit, something's going down right in the hallway. So when you exit the plane, there's that little hallway that you kind of have to go down, the one that everyone's lined up in when they're when they're boarding the plane before you go through the official doors where you're technically in the airport. So it's like that, you know, that stretchy whatever. So they were right around the corner. We hear screaming. I hear that's my daughter. We then jet over there and we just see hair flying. This man is on top of my sister, holding her down, banging her head on the ground. She's screaming and crying. She's an 18-year-old girl, 18 years old. And that was it. And Vanessa and I just gunned right for it to try and get him off of her and to get him to let go. And she's screaming. She's like, he's biting me. And she's, you know. It was insane to me. And the woman that he was with was also in the scuffle as well. Um, so it appears that they, like, got physical when my mother and sister tried to prevent them from leaving. Very similar to the way that he got physical when he didn't like the Vanessa told him to be patient. Because, I mean, listen, we're all going to get off the plane. I get it. Some people have flights to catch. They want to get their luggage. They want to meet their car. They want to get off a flight. It's five and a half hours. It was long. I get it. But it's like you don't put your hands on somebody like that. You can have a little argument. You can have a little scuffle, whatever. You don't put your hands on somebody, nor do you put your hands on a woman that's shorter than you and clearly cannot physically compete with you. I could not physically compete with this guy. If I got in a physical altercation with this guy, he would have beat me up. He was tall. He was built and he could have taken it. You know, I would say he was at least, I would have guessed 6'1". He wasn't that tall, but he was tall. I'm 5'7". My mom's, I think, what, like 5'2", maybe? It was insane to me. Um, And so we're trying to break them up and get him off of her. He, like, is holding her down. The other girl is also there. I think she, I don't... Listen, I don't know what was happening. My mom at that point, I thought my mom was under there as well, but at some point there was like a, not a guard, but like one of the people, you know, like when you're getting the plane and there's usually somebody right at the exit that's like grabbing your bags and stuff or like there with a wheelchair if somebody needs assistance. There was one of those employees that was there Standing there doing absolutely nothing, who at this point grabbed my mother, who's the smallest one and the most defenseless one because she's so tiny, and had her pinned up against the wall and wanted her up against the wall because he didn't want her to get involved. There's already a scuffle going on. I'm not going to have you get involved. And that's when we heard her say, that's my daughter. And she's yelling at the guy being like, that's my daughter. These two people are on top of my daughter. She's 18 years old. I kept saying 17 that night because I'm like, she's a girl. Like, in my head, she's still a baby, you know? (laughs) So we break them apart, and then they get up, and again, they try to beeline it out. Him and this girl, they're trying to just get out of there. They see a man that was filming it, and he immediately charges at that man and is telling them, delete that. Give me your phone. You better delete that video. Like, got in his face and was and demanding that this man delete the video and not and stop filming him. I don't know where that man went. I think he ran off, and I believe, you know, he—, he wasn't able to provide very much help. And I know he, I think he had another flight to catch. I don't know. But they continued to go. And so I then, I'm like, get, I'm, I'm telling my mom and Vanessa, I'm like, don't let them out. I got. I grab Ethan. I grab all of our stuff off the floor. Because at this point, all of our bags and stuff had fallen on the floor. Because the second you see people and a man on top of this little girl, you just, you drop your shit and you dive in and you're trying to, you know, you're trying to find a resolution to help de-escalate the situation and again they were trying to run they were trying to get out and listen the way they so easily were able to just walk right off the plane and the way that they were like really trying to power walk it through tells me that like they were trying to exit they were not trying to get caught and be held accountable for what they did on the plane And had the staff just interjected in that moment and helped us because we begged them, my mother begged them, I begged them, Vanessa begged them, we were telling them, stop him, don't let him leave. Like you can't, he's trying to get away. And we're telling you that he just assaulted a woman, he put his hands on her twice, he knocked her to the ground. That is not okay. It's not okay. And for your response to just be, I can't do anything, that's what you tell us in that moment. Like, there was literally zero support from the staff. They didn't even bat an eyelash. They didn't move. They didn't try to stop and say, hey, wait, sir, what's going on? Nothing. Literally nothing. The person in the in the hallway, nothing. No patrons did anything. And listen, I get it. It was an international flight. I'm sure some people were visiting the U.S., maybe for the first time. And when you're on an international flight, like, your immediate reaction is not to get involved in a situation if you're in a foreign country, Right. So I'm then, we're chasing after them because they're trying to run away. And I'm going up to them and I'm like, you need to stay. You need to wait for security. You're going to jail. I was like, you're going to jail. You are going to jail. You cannot put your hands. How are you putting your hands on a 17-year-old girl? She was a girl and you're a grown man. That's disgusting. And I'm telling them, like, you're literally, like, you're going to jail. You better get ready because you're getting arrested and you're going to jail. You assaulted two women on a flight right now. So they're continuing to—they're trying to run and get through customs at this point. I didn't know what customs looked like. I know when we arrived in Mexico, there was nobody there. We walked right through customs. It was a quick couple-minute breeze. Um, I mean, obviously, they did what they needed to do and scan our passports and asked us questions and all that stuff. But, like, there was no line, so there was a way. And had—listen, had we not chased them down and had they not run from us, if they— just made it into, I don't know, they could have hid in the bathroom, they could have snuck into one of the customs lines, they could have, like, tried to be discreet, like, who knows what could have or would have happened in that moment had we not tried to stop them and prevent them from leaving, and we weren't trying to, like, go and attack them, we were literally trying to prevent them from getting out, so finally, so my mom and Vanessa continue to chase them over through to customs, and they're continuing to yell, security, get some, stop him, stop that man, Stop them, whatever, whatever. I tell them, go. I grab Andy, my sister who's bawling and shaking. I'm like, you're okay. I got you. You're okay. I grab Ethan, my autistic brother. I'm grabbing all of our stuff. And then I'm like, okay, let me get the two boys that are still on the plane. Let me get them off. Because at this point, I don't think they're going to be able to make it through customs. We've made too much of a ruckus. We've been yelling and begging for help at this point. Nobody's helping, but we've caused enough stir to cause attention that there are plenty of eyeballs that are now on us. So I have my sister. She's bawling and shaking. Her nails are all broken. Her hair's a hot mess. Her hair was just like clumps, just continuing to fall out throughout the night. So then finally, my two brothers come walking off and they're just like, what's going on? We heard you yelling. What did you get into a fight? And I'm like, you guys have no clue what just happened. And it was because they were all the way at the back of the plane that like they didn't know what was what they heard me yelling but they were just like oh my god what's going on are you being a Karen like that's where their head was at they had no clue what was going on and the second they found out they're like what the hell and I was like come on we got to go we got to get up to customs I don't know what's going on and like we need to make sure that like the situation hasn't escalated again so then we get all the way up to customs and then that's where my mom's at and she's running and she's coming to grab us and she's like come over here they need to check us in so then we go to the there's a little kiosk that was clear and so that woman you know scanned our passports and checked us in and did all of that stuff and then we're waiting for authorities to get there and there was a guy there he, he looked like he was like one of the local security officers in that customs area um not the most helpful you know kind of a little you know cold and standoffish and like not really interested in what was going on no real bedside manner but like I get it. He has no skin in the game. He's just like, okay, all right, come on. You're crying. What did you, somebody, what you got hit? Like, he was just very like, you know, not interested in what happened, but just kind of be like, all right, let's not cause a scene. Let me pull you over here so that we don't make more of a big stir about what's going on. Eventually two other officers end up coming and the officers that came were very helpful um, and very polite and respectful and like, you know, trying to like really, you know, make sure that we were Okay. A head officer ends up coming. He's asking, "Okay, please clearly, calmly explain to me what went on, what happened. You know, we're explaining it to him. They take us into a back room. They took the other couple into a back room. By the time we'd made it through customs, through that security checkpoint, they had already been taken into a separate room. we're then in the back and they're asking us like, what's going on? What happened? Please explain the story to us. The paramedics come, the fire department comes, they're checking on my sister. You know, she was, she was banged up. She, you know, had scratches and bruises and her nails were all broken. She just got, you know, nice nails for the, the vacation. They were all broken. Um, So it was, it was just, the whole thing was just so jarring. I will say that the two officers that were there, there was a male officer and a female officer and they were both very kind, very helpful, did everything that they could. You know, when I was like, can somebody make sure that our that our bags get collected at, you know, at the luggage? Um, can you can we get some waters? Like, you know, they were all very much like, let me see what I can do. Let me do, it. you know, they were very accommodating, they were very helpful, they were very understanding of the situation. And also, you know, we're like, Well, how was your vacation? Like they were like trying to get our mind off of things and they were. Very, very, I have very kind things to say about them. Same thing with the fire department and the paramedics that came. Also just very kind to us. Very, you know, respectful. So ultimately, we resolved the issue that night. Um, We were told that the couple... That they were not going to be allowed to stay in the U.S. because it happened. It started on the plane and then it happened in the hallway before we technically made it into the airport. And it was still technically on the plane. It was not a matter for local law enforcement. It was a matter for the FBI because it had now become federal because it was an international flight. So we took care of what we needed to take care of that night. We were told a resolution was provided by security and law enforcement that night. We worked it out with them. We were told that the couple was not going to be allowed to stay in the U.S. that night. They weren't uh, U.S. citizens. I guess they were coming on vacation. They were coming for a trip. I don't really know what they were coming for, but I just know that they, we were told that their passports were flagged and that they were not allowed to enter the U.S. and that they would not be allowed to enter the U.S. moving forward and that this would be flagged on their passport, which I would also assume would affect any additional um, international travel as well. I don't know how that works. I just know we were told that they were not allowed to stay in the U.S. and that they would have to get on a plane and head back and that their passports would be flagged. It was just the wildest, the wildest thing. Um, And then eventually like a manager from American Airlines comes in and he's like, hi, you know, is everybody okay? Is everything good? Like what's going on? I'm, you know, and I was like, can we get some monitors? Can you make sure we get our bags? You know, something you know and he was like okay let me get your names and I'll make sure that some of our staff collects your bags and that was very nice of him because I'd been asking so I was like listen that was the last of my priorities but I just in my head I'm always like you know trying to be responsible and trying to you know figure out whatever solution you know needs whatever problem needs to be solved in that moment And it's me I was like she wants an aspirin she needs water let's get her some water where our bags are going to be unattended can somebody just please collect our bags for us if we're going to be here for a while you know, I was very, I, at that moment knew, like, you can't get emotional, you can't get excited, you can't get, you can't raise your voice, you know, in the moment you were raising your voice because you were trying to call attention, you were trying to prevent him from leaving. In this moment, you need to be very calm, you need to be very composed, everybody's very shaken up, and so I was trying to just stay very rational and also concerning that, like, you know, we were also involved in this scuffle, that, like, I was worried that we were also going to be arrested, you know, should things, because I believe the other couple was saying that they were just randomly attacked on the flight. And I was like, really? You We just randomly attacked you? For what reason? You were behind us on the flight. Like, it was ridiculous. But anyway, everything was resolved that night. We were able to go home, sleep in our beds, and just at least be home, you know? Luckily, it happened at... LAX and we were in the U S and we were in Los Angeles. So we were able to just get our passports, you know, passports, uh, uh, scanned and we were able to get in with no issues and that and everything was fine. And it just, it was crazy to me. It like broke my heart that like, it it never should have been allowed to escalate to that level, to the level that it did. You know, again, my issues with American Airlines and the lack of assistance, because I remember even telling the guy, he's like, okay, now that the issue's been resolved, is there anything else I can help with? And Vanessa and I were both kind of like, yeah, like the issue is your staff didn't do anything. Like we were begging them for help and they refused. They put their hands up and said, I can't do anything. Like, how is that an appropriate response to somebody being assaulted on your flight. And he's like, well, actually, you know, our staff did do something. There was one woman who called down to the front to make sure an officer could come up and check out the incident and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, that's your solution? One woman decided that she was going to call an officer at the front of the airport to come back and investigate the situation? It was escalating. You allowed your staff sat there and allowed it to escalate. You saw women, you saw a, a, a child or, you know, a young man with disabilities like and you just allowed you were like, we're not going to get involved. We're not going to touch this. We're not going to do it. Like we were literally this grown man assaulted a woman and you let him walk off the flight with no. No repercussion. Like at that point, you should have given him a Hawaiian lei if he was so, you know, he was just coming on his vacation. It was just it was so jarring to me. And it was just and the other thing, too, is because there was a point where one of the officers said, do you see any of the staff that was on the flight with you guys? And I was like, yes, this woman right here, because she was getting her passport checked. As a guest, this woman right here, she was on the flight with us. I remember walking directly up to her. She was standing right in the center of the aisle, and I remember walking up to her and saying, "We need to get security. We need help." And she immediately put up her hands and said, "There's nothing I can do." And he's like, "Okay, let me let me talk to her." And he went up to her and he's like, "Hi, ma'am. Did you witness the incident that happened on the plane?" And she's like, "I didn't see anything. I wasn't there. I don't know anything." And I looked at her and I was like, "Really?" And then she was like, "I don't know anything." and then she turned around and walked right out and i was like wow and that was the moment i knew like we don't have anybody on our side right now. Even law enforcement, as nice as they were, I also knew, like, the airline's going to try to protect themselves. They're going to do everything they can to prevent a lawsuit. They're going to do everything they can to make sure that they're covered. Law enforcement has to do their job, so they have to stay objective. Whether they have good bedside manner or not, their job is not to get attached emotionally. Their job is to just look at the facts and be like, what was the situation? Let's see how we can resolve the situation. Um So it's like, okay, the airline's clearly not on our our side. The staff is clearly not looking to engage. None of the other patrons or passengers that were asked for statements wanted to give any statements. Nobody wanted to get involved. Everybody was like, I don't know anything. And listen, I get it from the passenger standpoint of like when you're in a foreign country, like, yeah, Maybe you don't want to get involved. It's an international flight. Maybe you don't live... If we were... If this were the opposite and I was witnessing something like this that happened in Mexico, I would probably not be the most forth-willing to get involved, but I would just think that if I saw a man strike a woman... I would think yeah I would tell officers I witnessed I didn't I didn't see much but I did witness seeing her on the floor I did see him strike her a second time I did hear what was going on something anything I would think that I would not want to just disengage to that level where I would let let this escalate to the point where an 18 year old girl got attacked and was on the floor by a man and afterwards she was telling us that he was biting her hand Um, He was biting her hand, and she had bite marks on her hand. Um, You know, again, she was pretty banged up. Her knees were all scraped up and whatnot. Her hair was everywhere. Her hair was falling out in clumps. Her nails were all broken. It was just... It was insane. Like, I would understand for the staff perspective or even the patron perspective, if it were, like, two chicks throwing down, right? If it were two girls and they're, like, arguing and all of a sudden they start slapping each other and then it gets crazy and you're like, oh, my God, I'm not getting involved in that. Or if it were two dudes and it were a pissing match, right? And it were these two guys and they were like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm this and I'm that and da-da-da and they're getting all big chested and puffy. Fine. Okay. Let these two dudes work it out. But it was the playing field was not even, And had we not had our family on that flight, because the other thing is, one of them even said, one of the staffers said, yeah, this happens a lot more often than you guys think. Now, I don't think that that comment meant that women are getting abused on American airline flights that often. But the issue is that there are physical altercations that occur on flights on, occasion, on, on multiple occasions to the point where, like, this was not anything too shocking for people that there was an assault that took place, that there was a physical altercation that happened in that moment. That's the part that's crazy for me, is that they, clearly this happens often and there was not a proper protocol in place. The protocol that they had failed because it escalated and an, eight, an 18-year-old girl was then assaulted as a result of it. The physical altercation should have never escalated to the level that it did and had somebody from the staff interjected and done something about it and prevented this man from trying to run off something like we could have prevented this. And that's my thing. You know, officers are great. Fire department was great. The staff, the American Airlines staff was not great. They all refused to give statements. They all refused to help. They all refused to get involved. Even the manager at the end, at the bare minimum, should have been like, listen, your flights, you're comped. We're definitely not allowing you. Like, anything. At the bare minimum, like, just something. Offer us anything. He couldn't even offer us a bottle of water. It was just, like, it was so jarring to me. And the thing is, they thought, like, all right, problem solved for the night. You guys go ahead. You can go home. Problem solved. If you guys need anything, give us a call, blah, blah, blah. Here's the thing, American Airlines. Now you have an option to respond. This may happen often. People may get into physical altercations on your flights often, or at your at the airport often, or even if it's happened a few times, that may happen. This time, this was the wrong family because we were all on the flight together, and we backed each other up, and we protect each other. We fight hard, like Caroline Manzo. Let me tell you something about my family. We're as thick as thieves, and we will always have each other's backs, and we will always protect each other fiercely, and we. The love that we have for each other is very strong. It is very strong. And unfortunately, you just happen to have a passenger on your flight that happens to have a YouTube channel and a podcast and people that are, are willing to listen to me. So American Airlines, it is your move. The Oh, the other thing too is there was a man on Twitter that tweeted at me and he's like, you were on the flight to Cancun. I witnessed the assault. I was shocked that that the man was able to just walk right off the flight. Actually, I'll read you this. This tweet from this user, Austin Beatty at 12.55 p.m. on 1-22-23, January 22nd. He said, um, was this on the flight from Cancun? I saw the altercation and was very surprised that he was let off the plane. Do you recall what seat he may have been in? He should be held accountable. Yeah, I was very surprised that he was let off the plane. Exactly. That's the issue. He was let off the plane with no repercussions. Nothing. They let him walk. It was insane to me that that was allowed to just happen. Because here's the thing, the second we all made it into the hallway and then there was that altercation that was going on where we we're trying to get him off of my sister, they stopped the rest of the, 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 the attendees from exiting the plane. At that point, they're like, hold on, something's going on. So they had the ability to prevent people from walking off the plane. They chose not to. And that's where I'm upset, is my sister did not need to get attacked the way that she did by a grown man. A grown man, a man should never put his hands on a woman, ever, ever, let alone a young girl. Not okay, not appropriate, not an even playing field. Protocol needs to change. If that's your protocol, then it's time it fucking changes, period. Do something. American Airlines, we're waiting. They DM'd me. They're like, "Let's. we're going to investigate this. We're going to send it to our specialist department. Great. You have my phone number. You have my email address. You have my itinerary. You have my name. You know exactly who I am. And if you think I'm going to shut up, I'm not. We're going to find a resolution. You're going to change the policy. You're going to figure something out because nobody should ever have to go through this because now it's not just about my family. A man should never, like the principle of it all is really where I'm pissed. The legal issue, or not the legal issue, but the law enforcement issue was resolved and there was a solution that was provided and we walked away that night with that being settled. The issue is with the safety of the passengers on an American airline flight and I hope the staff slept well last that night. Saturday night. I hope your, your staff, I hope the woman that looked at me when I asked her to make a statement, when I asked her for help and then asked her to make a statement to the police officer and she said, I don't know anything. I hope she slept well that night. I wish I knew her name because I would say it on the show. I hope she slept well that night. I remember her face. I remember her blonde curly hair. I remember her glasses and I hope she went home and knew that she had an opportunity to protect a young girl. You all, all of the staff had an opportunity to not allow things to escalate the way that it did. And they chose not to. That's the issue that we are at now. The issue is with the airline and the lack of response and their lack of, of care. Like, where's the basic humanity at this point, you guys? Like, it just, it, it blows my mind that we can literally run through an airport begging people for help and not one person will get involved. That was wild to me. It really was. And it's getting attention on Twitter. American Airlines has, has uh, DM'd me. They said that they're going to try to find a solution. I hope that they do. I don't know what the solution is. There was clearly no solution that night. The manager clearly didn't offer up any solutions in that moment. He defended his staff's decision to not get involved and to instead just make a phone call downstairs and hope that an officer will walk his way up in time. Fix your protocol, you guys. We need to do better than this. People should not be allowed to be assaulted in this way. That's all I have to say. I'll have a regular... We'll get back to regularly programmed scheduling. Our regular, our regular programming. I don't know. I'm not a television station. We will get back to our regular shows this week. We will keep up with Book Club again on Tuesday evening. We'll have a regular episode of No Filter on Wednesday. We'll have our regular Thursday Night Live episode will be uploaded on the podcast on Friday, So we will get back onto our regular schedule. Um, Thank you guys for supporting me. A lot of you have reached out, texted, DM'd, tweeted. That is very helpful, and that means a lot, and I appreciate that. And, you know, part of me is like I'm glad that it didn't escalate any further, but another part of me is like it didn't need to escalate to to the way that it did. And... It breaks my heart that my sister had to spend her 18th birthday like this, but, you know. On the bright side, I told her, I was like, listen, on the bright side, at least you have a killer story. You know, that's how we we, we deal with things with humor. We, we try to make light of, of a sour situation. And the important thing is that she's home and she's in her bed. We were all able to, you know, to be in our beds that night. But thank you guys for listening to Hashtag New filter with Zach Peter. I appreciate you. I love you. Um, I will keep you updated. I will continue to keep you updated on how it continues to develop. Because at this point, it's it's developing. So I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. And I hope you have a great rest of your week. Talk to you again on Tuesday for our weekly book club. Bye.